Welcome to the Encounter Church Message Podcast, where we bring you the latest messages from our Sunday services. To find out more about Encounter or to plan your visit with us, you can find us online at www.encounter.cc. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, hello to my dear friends at Encounter Church. It's a real honor to be able to speak with you today. Um, whatever is happening in your world today, I really believe God's got a, an important and powerful message for all of us. And uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Michael Geeling. I'm pastor at New Life Chapel over in Albury, Wodonga and Beechworth. And I grew up in the Golden Valley uh, in Tatura. And uh, many of you might know my family, my parents, Ben and Gail. And uh, I've got so many friends and connections with uh, your beautiful church in Shepparton. And our dear friends, Glenn and Aston are your past pastors. They're just such great people. And you are just so blessed to have a great godly leadership team right now in this season. And so I'm so glad. I share all the greetings from our church to yours, especially from my wife, Kirsten. And uh, we look forward to seeing you sometime soon. And uh, also to our family, we really look forward to seeing, being with you guys really soon. Uh, today, I really think God wants to do something special in our heart and our life. And I want to finish at the end of this with just some time for the Holy Spirit to minister to you. So in your lounge room or on your iPad or wherever you're watching this, turn it up, uh, move all the distractions and let's go to the Word of God this morning and see what He has for you, see what He has for us as a church and see what He wants to un unveil and unlock in our lives today to take us forward in the season we're in right now. Are you ready to go? Come on, turn to someone next to you, smile at them, say, this is going to be good this morning. Maybe you should say, this better be good this morning. All right, let's go. I really think that um, in, in the Bible, as we go to God's Word, it's what we build our lives upon as the people of God. And in these times we're in right now, they're very strange. Uh, COVID, this COVID season is very strange. Uh, for Victorians, we're in a second round of uh, restrictions that are very uh, limiting on what we can do externally in our lives and how our workplace functions and how our day-to-day -day family life functions. But I really believe God's people have always overcome. As we look through the Word, they've, uh, the people of God have gone through really significant seasons of oppression, um, dysfunction, uh, implications and uh, impositions on their, their lives. Um, you know, we see even the even the, uh, the, the people of God many times in the Old Testament were overtaken and overrun by other nations and even taken away from their homelands. And we're not suffering those same sort of things, but we are under a very strange time. But I want to declare to you today that God's people can always overcome because he's with us. So whatever's happening on the outside, God wants to do something on the inside of us to help us overcome. And I really believe uh, that um, the, the word of God today for us wants to do some restoration work. And uh, those people who have got ears, I want you to hear. Those people who have got eyes, I want you to see what God has. And I also see when Jesus spoke really clearly about the, the kingdom of heaven is pursued and apprehended by violent or passionate people. And those passionate people, they take hold of it. So I want you to stir some passion in your heart to take hold of what God has for you today. So we're going to read two passages today. We're going to start in Psalms 126. So if you want to open your Bible there, and then we're going to go to Luke chapter 4. Then we're going to pray and we're going to unpack what God has for us today. Someone say, let's do it. All right. Psalm 126 verse 1. Let me read this from my Bible here today. I read from the NIV UK version. When the Lord brought the captives to Zion, 
we were like men who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negev. Like those who sow in tears, we will reap with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. Uh, this is a, a really powerful passage of Scripture that I believe God wants to unlock something for you today. And uh, it talks about restoration, dreaming, and, and healing, and laughter, and joy. It acknowledges the reality of our life. And if I can be open with everyone today, uh, I've been through challenges in my life. And if we're all willing to be open, we've all been through challenges. We've all had seasons and significant moments of loss or grief or difficulty at some stage in our life. And I think maybe even this COVID season has put an impact on all of us. And for some of us, it's made us busy. Our businesses are, are doing well. Um, people are hiring more staff or their business is doing well. Other people, it's taken their whole mechanism of income away. Their business might even cl close. Whatever's happening, whether it's COVID or not, all of us have suffered impact in some way at some time. Can I get an amen there? Uh, we've all walked through something, whether it's in our personal life, maybe even that's things that people don't even, other people don't know and we haven't shared. But I want you to hear God's promise and reward to today. Uh, it's not about when uh, or if, it's, it just happens in our life. But God wants you to hear today that his promise for you is restoration. He wants to restore to you. There's a picture of God's people in here. When he brought back the captives to Zion, they were like men who dreamed. Uh, the text also reads it like this, and you can read it really clearly. It replaces fortunes with the people of God, and it replaces uh, dreamed with restored to health. So let's read it like that. It says, when the Lord restored the fortunes of the people of God, we were like those who were restored to health. And so I want you to hear God's promise for you today is restoration and health. He wants you to be full of life. And I, I really believe that promise is for you today. And so I, I really want to speak, you know, specifically and candidly to you guys as a church, Encounter Church in Shepparton. You know, many of you would be aware of you've had a, a journey over the last year or two, maybe two or three years of significant leadership change in your church. There have been two big moments of change. You've had one leader left you and went to take on the net call of God into um, our South Australia. And another leader has returned home to his family in Queensland. We can't ignore that. Um, and all of us probably prayed and we love those pastors and we serve those pastors. And we, we uh, stepped out in faith under the guidance of the people that God had provided for us. Um, we even prayed for them in those moments. And, and some of those prayers went unanswered. We didn't see the outcomes that we wanted to see. And we don't know why all this change has happened why, why these things have happened for your pastors or for your leaders or for even you as a whole church family. We don't know why that's all happened. And there can be a bit of loss and sadness in your life. And uh, I really believe God wants to speak into that and any other area that you might have had in your personal life. And so the most unhelpful thing we can do during grief or loss or uncertainty is to ignore it. Just stuff it down, pretend like it didn't happen. And I know you as a church family are handling it well. But I really believe that we've got to come to the Lord whenever we're in grief 
where, whenever we're in uncertainty. And I really believe it's very healthy to grieve and, and it's unhealthy to ignore it. And, and it's unhealthy to stay in that place of grief. Um, but David said in his grief, I sought the Lord and he answered me. And I believe today God wants to, out of this passage, restore to you something very specific, something very significant so that you can move forward into what he has, the promises, the prophetic that he has over your life. Maybe the, the journey of leadership in your local church, that's not so much of an, uh, an issue for you because I know it's been handled well in your church and we've honored all the parties involved. I really believe uh, that God, whatever the reason that you might have an area or a, a season or a, a moment of grief in your life, God wants to bring restoration and, and he wants to restore to you specific things that he has in his word for you today. So I want to speak that over you today. He wants to restore the people of Encounter Church. Whatever's gone on in your journey, whatever your personal life, your family life, your financial journey, your health journey with your physical capacities, he wants to restore things in your life. Can I get some amens? He doesn't want you to go through the motions of just surviving. He doesn't want you just to do religious activity. He wants you to be full of life and overflowing, fulfilling his purpose in your world. Come on, let's read it again. Psalm 126. When the Lord restored the fortunes of the people of God, we were like those who were restored to health. Our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with songs of joy. So here's just three things I believe God's speaking to all of us today, speaking to you personally and as a church family. And the first thing is He's restoring your ability to dream. You might want to write that down. He's restoring your ability to dream. The ability to dream about the future. Think of things ahead. Have a vision for the future is a sign of a very healthy soul. And God wants us to be healthy, spirit, soul, and body. And the, the ability to dream about the future is a sign of a healthy soul. And so today, have you lost your ability to dream? Have, have, have you got things that you're looking forward to that you're, Really plenty. And I know this COVID season has been quite strangely limiting in our capacity. Some people have got into such a treadmill where all of the key things they were looking forward to, a travel overseas, a family event to celebrate. I don't know what it was that's been put off, but we're brought down to just day-to-day -day routine going through things. Some of us are working from home and we're, and we're doing the kid thing and there's a lot of pressures and it just feels like we're doing the same thing over and over because the highlight moments that we've been looking forward to, the dreams that we've had about the future have been set aside. And I really believe God wants to, in this moment right now, restore your soul so you have the capacity to dream for those things. And uh, sometimes it's, it's not COVID. Sometimes it's not uh, anything. It, sometimes it might have been a moment in your life that you haven't got to the point of healing and uh, your emotions have been damaged in some sort of way that it's restricted your thinking about what's possible and you've lost your ability to dream. And I really believe God in his people wants his people to be a people who carry dream for the future and vision for the future that reflect their faith and hope that come from him. You know, I don't know if I can underline the connection, but God wants to restore people's dreams. You know, I, let me illustrate it in, in from my, my own life. And uh, there were about five years ago, there was a season in my life where I got to a point where I found my soul was being so impacted by the experience of leadership responsibilities and issues 
that I really lost my dream and vision for what God had for me personally and even for my responsibilities. And I could not see uh, or how God could take things forward in a, in a positive way uh, for, for the things that I was stewarding. And I, I spoke with this uh, last weekend on the on the Stay Connected chat with Pastor Glenn. And if you tuned into that, you won't have heard a little bit of it. But there was this one moment I was sitting uh, with the Holy Spirit as I was doing my daily devotions. And I just really found God was speaking to me so clearly. And he brought this passage, Psalm 126, to me. And I really struggled with it because I could, felt like I couldn't connect or relate to the reality of dreaming and having vision for the future. Again, I couldn't see past the pain. I couldn't see past the dysfunction or even the pressure. But he said to me really clearly, he said, Michael, I'm so much bigger than your, the problems you're facing. I'm not limited by what you're limited by. I gave you that dream. I can pass it on or I can make it happen. But my word never returns void. And I remember sitting there looking out over Lake Topor in New Zealand as we were in that time. And I opened my heart. It was a step of faith to say, God, if that's what you've said to me, if that's what your word says, I'm going to take a risk and I'm going to dream again. I'm going to allow you to bring that back to life. And so it wasn't that I just embraced the dream. He brought my soul back to life so I could dream the dream that he'd given me. And I want to prophesy to you today, personally in your life, that God wants to bring your dream back. He wants to bring restoration so you have a dream in your heart and your life. God is restoring the dream and the vision over your life, over your church for this moment and for the future. He's restoring the dream that will allow your children to prosper and be in health. He's restoring all of those things. I want to prophesy that over you today. Come on, someone take a moment. Praise God. Slap the person you're sitting next to and tell them God's restoring our soul and He's building His dream. Come on, that's so good. You know, when, I, when we spend time with the person of the Holy Spirit, that's what happens in our life. You'll find your dream starts to come alive again. I mean, I look through the New Testament and the Gospels, and what happened was you had 12 ordinary disciples, everyday blokes, tradies, other people who were interacting, men and different women. But whenever they were interacting with them, they started to think beyond their existing capacity. I mean, you can start to see that in detail as you read through that. And, and when you spend time with the Holy Spirit, that's His actual nature is to start to stir dream and vision in your life. Let's read in Acts chapter 2, verse 17. It says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. He's pouring out his spirit so people can have vision and dream for the future. I just want to just release that in your lounge room or in your headphones right now. However, you're listening to that. When you spend time with the Holy Spirit, he starts to release dream and vision about your life, your relationships, your business, the, the body of Christ. What God can do is so far beyond what we can see. So come on, I just want to release that. I want to release that. I want to let, release young people to have vision for the future. And I want to release older people to dream again, to dream again. You know, God, I just pray right now that you'd restore the dream of your people. You know, some of you have given up maybe on a dream that you had. Maybe that dream was uh, too painful to keep carrying. And because and, and, dreams are dangerous. Vision is dangerous because it, it gives us expectation for something to happen. And if that doesn't happen, it has the ability to wound us. But a, 
A longing fulfilled, the Bible says, is a tree of life. But hope deferred makes your heart sick. So carrying a dream can be dangerous. Carrying vision can be dangerous. But God wants to restore our souls so we can carry the dream that he has for it. So I want to speak to you today and say, don't give up. Maybe it's a dream to have a spouse. Maybe it's a dream to have a healthy relationship with your children, your children or your adult children. Maybe it's a, um, a dream to have your business come back to life. Or maybe it's uh, to have a, a, a stable mind and emotions and, and you feel like you've given up on th- and that. Or maybe it's um, a, a dream and a vision of great physical health. I want to say to you today, don't give up on your dream. Let God restore your soul and let your dream come to life in his presence. I just prophesy it right now. He's restoring your soul and he's restoring your dream. Um, so it's a, it's a really powerful thing for us to live in that way. Uh, it's really powerful. The second thing I see that I wanted to share with you, you from this passage today is that God is speaking to us about joy, deep joy. Restored people have deep joy. Restored people have deep joy. Verse 2 of Psalm 126 says, Our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with songs of joy. The Bible's really clear that laughter does good like medicine in our life. God's actually designed us to operate and live and function from a place of joy. But we can operate out of fear, uncertainty, grief for so long. We think that's normal and appropriate. But God wants you to hear today that restored people, his people are called to operate from a place of joy. Come on, someone say amen to that. You know, so I think it's important for us to understand what brings you joy. Because what brings you joy, we might share some similar things, but it might be also some different things that brings us joy. For me, it's family. My family brings me lots of joy. My wife is the joy of my life and uh, my children. I have three children, all teenagers at the moment, and they mostly bring me joy. And, uh, and I, I love spending time with them and we, we do little adventures or we have dinner together or play games. It's, it's a really great thing. And you probably share that as well. Your family has the ability to bring great joy. I also get lots of joy from being in the mountains. It fills up my tanks. It fills me up mentally, spiritually, uh, my emotions and my thinking. All of those things get filled up. And I get so much joy. And some of you might be thinking that is the worst idea ever. That would not bring any joy to me. So I love climbing mountains, riding up them, hiking up them, skiing up them and down them. I get lots of joy from those sort of things. And I think it's really important in this season right now is to know what brings us joy and to focus on that. Now, you might think, well, that's really difficult because of the COVID restrictions in our life. That's true. There's a lot of things. And I thank God I'm, I'm not struggling with the limitations, say, of stage four in Melbourne, like some of our family and friends are. So we've got to find ways to steward the joy that God's bringing into our life and not and uh, not disregard it. We have to actually protect it and steward it. It's really easy to, um, to let it go and focus on what we believe is more important things in our life. Well, deep joy is a sign of a restored soul. And we actually, especially in this COVID season, need to protect and steward the joy that's in our life. I, I really want to encourage you with that today. Uh, you know, so it, 
it might be a, a lot of the things that bring me joy are celebrations. I love celebrating. I love partying. You know, life brings enough sadness and pathos into our world. And the, and the further you go along, the more you seem to bump into it. So we've got to be intentional about celebrating. I actually believe celebration is a weapon of warfare against grief and uh, all sorts of other things. And so I think it's really important to celebrate. And, and I really think you should plan a celebration in your family. Maybe, maybe you live on your own, but there's someone you can celebrate with. You can do a video call. I know it's not the same as being in person. That's a reality. We understand that. But we've got to be intentional to steward the deep joy that God's bringing and celebrate. God wants his people to be celebrated. I love the picture in Luke chapter 15 where Jesus paints the celebration when lost souls are won back to Christ. Heaven is full of celebration. They're ready to party at the drop of a hat. We need to be ready to celebrate other people's wins. You might have seen someone do something or you heard about something. Just ring them up and celebrate with them. Don't just sort of ring them when they're down. That'd be the only time. Ring them when they're up and celebrate the living daylights out of any moment. Just make up a reason. Maybe your celebration needs to be prophetic. God, we haven't won the battle yet, but we're going to celebrate it like we have. You might be in a legal issue right now and you're, you feel like your finance and your issues and your emotions are all tied up in it. I want to encourage you to start celebrating now like it's already been done. Because in the spirit realm, God's already won the battle. So let's align with his kingdom right now. Celebration is a weapon of warfare. Come on, let's steward our joy and celebrate right now. Here's the third thing God's speaking to us about today. Dreams, joy, and restored purpose out of this passage. I hope someone's getting something out of this today because this was really stirring in my spirit. This is a, God, a word that God's given me. God wants to restore purpose in the people's lives. When God restores your heart, He restores your dreams he restores your joy and he wants to restore a clarity and sense of purpose about your life for the season you're in and what's ahead in your future. He's with you and he's got great purpose for you. If you're feeling like you're in a place of lack of purpose, I want you to deliberately tune into the word of God, his presence and let God restore your heart so that your purpose can come back to life. A lot of times our purpose gets buried by jobs and responsibilities and obligations and, and dramas and grief and other things and busyness of our life. And in this COVID season, a lot of the external activities have sort of been put on hold. There's no sport. We're not even taking our kids to school hardly anymore or all these different things that are happening. And there's some things that are starting to come to the surface that have maybe been in there for a long time. It's the right season to deal with those things so God can bring more and more restoration into our life, restore that sense of joy that, we're, that we need. He wants to restore that dream, but he also wants to restore a clarity about purpose. Uh, for many of us pre-COVID, before COVID, BC, uh, we were thinking our purpose was the busyness of our calendar. Go on to three different events per child per week. We'll drive and kids here. That's my season. I've got three high school age kids and there's different obligations. And, uh, and we, we thought our purpose was the tasks that we had to do in our calendar. God's purpose is always greater just than the jobs. It's in who we are. And so I really believe God wants to take you on a journey of being healed and restored so that you can help others be healed and restored. 
let me, let me just break that down for you. And this is where we're going to turn to Luke chapter 4, verse 18. You know, let's listen to Jesus in Luke chapter 4 talk about his actual purpose and role description. He quotes the prophet Joel. He says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord, sorry, Isaiah. He quotes Isaiah and he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Today, I want you to hear that God's first intent is the restoration of your heart, your soul. That's actually really what he wants you to do, wants to do in your season. Your healing, your restoration is his passion and his priority. And as you go on that process of being healed and whole, he gets the glory and heaven starts to be revealed through your life in greater and greater ways. And so his role is to heal the brokenhearted, to restore the dream, to restore the joy, to restore wholeness to who you are. And then through that, he wants to reveal purpose. He wants you to be healed and restored so you, purpose, can help others be healed and restored. Come on, someone say amen to that. Because some of us are looking for what job do you want me to do, God? What are the tasks you want me to do? Well, his priority is that we are healed and restored in our body, spirit, and soul. So we're restored wholehearted so that we can do that. So his priority is the internal world being healed and made whole so that we can help others in that. Some of us, we think, God, save me so I can do a job in the local church, whether it's um, cook for people who don't have food or deliver food to someone's house or it's to serve on a Sunday or to mow the grounds or do the lawns or whatever it is. No, no, God didn't save you to do tasks. He saved you to be healed and set free and made whole so that you can help reveal the kingdom of God and see other people healed and set free. So when he restores your soul, he restores a clarity of purpose. And I want to tell, speak to you today as a church and as Christians, as individuals, God's restoring your purpose as the people of God in Shepparton, in the Goulburn Valley, all around your district to help people be healed and restored. That's his purpose in your life. Jesus paid such a high price so that you could be healed and whole. And he paid such a high price so that you could, through, through you, he can do the same work into other people's lives. So your new purpose is to move from the pressure and the priorities that we think are purpose, move into the rest and the ways that he has for our life. You know, Jesus said it like this in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You'll find restoration for your souls. Your soul will be able to dream again. Your soul will have joy and freedom again and find God's purpose in this season, in this moment. So right now, I'd love you just to just welcome the Holy Spirit. We've, we've turned to His Word. We've seen what He's promised for us. And I just want to spend a moment right now just praying for you right where you are. If you're with your spouse or you maybe just hold hands with them or something if you're close by to them right now. Maybe if you're just with a family, just put your hand on their shoulder. And, and I really believe God wants to bring something by His Spirit into your living room. I'm here on the, on the stage of my church a long way back. But right now in this moment, the Holy Spirit's in your lounge room through His Word and through His presence. So come on, 
close your eyes and just open your heart just for a moment with me. Come Holy Spirit, fall afresh in this place. Your role is to bring restoration. So Father, I thank you for every believer who's listening online right now, who's tuned into this morning service. I thank you that restored soul is a promise that you have and you're bringing it to pass. Lord, let your people dream again. Let laughter be on their lips. Let there be a deep joy. Let people around them say, those people must be the people of God. So Father, I thank you that you care about spirit, soul and body. You care about every aspect of people's lives. You're here to heal. You're here to heal people's physical needs. You're here to, here to heal the, the spiritual gap between you and them. You're here to heal their soul, their mind, will and emotions. So Father, I thank you that you are here with peace. You're here to help them heal so they can love again. You have joy. They can dream again. So Father, we thank you for your presence right now. Lord, I pray that your people will just open their hearts in trust and hope for you, that you would move in their life in a way to restore their heart so they can dream again. And they can step out in faith again, in fullness of purpose that you have for them. So I prophesy restoration. I prophesy vision and dreams. I prophesy great joy over the people of Encounter Church. And I prophesy great purpose over this mighty church and mighty people. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thanks for listening to me today. And I really trust that God's going to minister by His Spirit to you. I'd love you just to hold on to that word right now. Maybe print it out, stick it up on, paint it onto your wall. I don't know what you need to do, highlight it. But I think Psalm 126 is God's rhema word for you guys today. Bless you all and I can't wait to see you soon. Thank you for listening to this message. To stay in touch with Encounter, follow us on Instagram at encounter.cc or find us at Facebook at encounter.shepparton.